0: to all you listeners in podcast land. You're listening to another episode of Kill James Bond. Uh, Today we are watching a movie that is all about America. So we have all become American because that's the country that we're all from. It's the country that we live in. If you don't know us already, my name is Abigail Thorne. I was born in Long Beach and I moved to Seattle. I wear a lot of tiny shorts and go to organic coffee shops joining me as usual is my co-host alice caldwell kelly over on the east coast Hi. in boston she's wearing a lot of like tweed blazers and walking around red brick buildings very academic it's very like dark academia i kind of love your whole vibe that you've got going on today.
1: <laughs> thank you so. and
0: also we're joined by devon they were born in kansas Howdy. city and they have a big truck hey Devin. now
2: that's right little lady I love a a good movie. I love to sit in front of a movie and watch it on my television set.
0: Today's movie is all about America, and we have watched Clear and Present Danger.
3: These drug cartels represent a clear and present danger to the national security of the United States.
1: just just incredible i'm speechless now this is the problem when whenever you do a cold open i'm like i don't know how to open the show now because you've done it better than i could
3: I,
0: it's something that we keep doing for the harrison ford ones <laughs> yeah. we, keep doing, we, we did a russian one we've now done irish oh we did uh, do a russian one we've now forgot done about. american so i think maybe we'll just make this a jack ryan thing we're just a different nationality every time yeah. or maybe we won't fuck
1: you listeners so, so <laughs> testing the limits of what's politically acceptable as we go to in different places <laughs> yeah but we, we watched uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Langley. We watched Clear and Present Danger, the second uh, Jack Ryan movie with Harrison Ford, the third one overall.
3: Yeah,
0: Jack and Ryan is back, and this time it's political. Mm. That's
1: right. That's right, because they've discovered the existence of drugs. And boy, howdy, are we going to be talking about drugs a lot for the next, however, because this is a two and a half hour. Look, this movie this is episode. so fucking long. so long, long. man. I, I I don't watch a movie quickly when I'm doing it for this because I have to bang my two brain cells together. So this took me like four hours to watch. Um, doing a podcast is a lot of work. Yeah,
0: yeah. God, being uh, a podcast is so hard. Like, it's, it's probably
1: harder than being in the military. Yeah. I would say podcasters are working uh, class. That's, that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, that's that's right. That's right. We we all worked for like a long shift in the big podcasting factory. It <laughs> took a big hammering on this with movie. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, And also, the other thing about this is, this movie was two and a half hours long, and it came out in 1994, before the sort of, like, gradual inflation of movie length happened, where people became, like, accustomed to it by force. If Like, in 1994, your options were, like, seeing a movie that is 85 minutes long, or this. Uh, and I don't know how people coped with
0: that. like, what the fuck else are you gonna do in nineteen ninety
1: four? Like, that's true. You
0: know, it's the end of history. Yeah, you you are not you're not gonna tweet. You're not gonna text anybody. You you've not got to be anywhere because nothing exists. Like, yeah.
1: Mm, sort of. It's it's mostly primordial ooze in
0: yeah. the nineties. Yeah, um, I was less than I was minus six in nineteen
1: ninety four. Yeah, I don't know. I was never born. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so much much like the much like the podcast kill james bond this movie gets a very America opening. Uh, we get the American music, we get the sort of, like, mournful... God, we experience. do. I want get... to
2: talk about this so much, because, first of all, hi, it's Devon again. I'm back, my mojo's back. Um, fans of Devon will be excited to learn that I have multiple rants that I'm interspacing throughout this movie. Um, but the first one Go off. is that they love to do the music. There's There's that little, like, marching band, like... <laughs> that they play in the background whenever anything sufficiently troop is happening. And that doesn't yes. necessarily, like, have to be actual troop shit. Sometimes Jack Ryan does something, like, makes a hard decision, and it plays with a little, this is like
1: being a troop, really, sort of
0: sitting <laughs> in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: good. <laughs> so we literally open on a shot of the American flag while yep. this sort of, like, West Wing-esque music plays. Um, but we're 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 at sea, we're in the Caribbean. And the the opening thing is probably the most heat that the US Coast Guard has got from a movie in a long time. Yeah. There's just a little commercial that's like, hey, maybe we should join the Coast Guard. It's cool. Yeah. Um we like see, troops. Uh, the,
0: the other white
1: yeah.
3: mate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we see the Coast Guard stop a yacht which has two suspicious, blood-covered Hispanic men aboard. Uh this yacht is called Enchanter. And immediately you get the sense of like Oh, this movie's going to be a bit uh, racist, isn't it? To which. Yep. Oh, sí, señor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, no, it's not good.
0: My notes here say uh, the captain of a Coast Guard vessel is like Alice. I, listen, I, I was
1: sort of thinking, I, I, my note here is love to be boarded by a stern Coast Guard officer, which, so, you know, you go in a couple of different directions there. Um, it's nice. I haven't had to get so, the spray bottle out for a couple of episodes. It's good to start off on a high note. <laughs> that's fair that's fair uh so so the ship is us registered it's a yacht called enchanter um and it's just these two blood covered guys aboard who are not able to outrun the coast guard the coast guard chase them down board the ship uh, and then the, the sort of the the officer who you think looks like me talks to the guy who she's sent on board, and she's like, well, what's going on? And he gives her the least helpful, most dramatic report ever, which is, uh, it's pretty bad, you should probably you know, start the movie now. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we've Adam, detected some kind of inciting incident.
1: Bad and bad news, yeah, exactly. we appear exactly.
2: to be in a cold open to a Jack Ryan movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and she there's fluff all God. over the place, ma'am. Mm. Yeah. Um, so we, we then cut to the CIA, uh, where James L. Jones and Harrison Ford, Jack Ryan, uh essentially operating the CIA as a sort of like mystery of the week detective agency James Earl Jones currently playing America
0: Yeah yeah uh, yeah, yes. yeah he will be America in this film as we'll see um
1: same 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 character as in in Hunt for Red October mm-hmm. and Patriot Games Admiral Greer Yeah he's um, Admiral
0: Dad and his job Admiral, is to be Admiral like America good job Dad, son right. I'm America
1: <laughs> Yeah and 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 he goes all right Ryan the mystery of the week is uh, this yacht. You should you should figure out what's going on with this yacht. And the videotape of the uh the Coast Guard searching it is them finding blood everywhere. It's uh like a whole family of American citizens. Uh, and the movie really makes a lot of American citizens getting mm-hmm. killed. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, it's a real sort of like uh Kivus Romanus something.
0: And it transpires that this yacht belonged to a guy called Peter Hardin, Um, who was an American businessman. He was also a close friend of the president of the United States, Um, kind of big, like, high-level, like, big industry guy. Uh, And he's been, him him and his family have been murdered and thrown overboard, and the yacht was stolen. Um, So Jack Ryan Ryan goes to the White House and and briefs the president in the Oval Office, and is like, yo, your dude just got fucking clipped. My, my, my right. note
1: here simply says, Oh shit, they killed President, Enunci- president enunciation." That's fucking Board. ironic, huh?
0: It's fucking mm. ironic <laughs> to stumble <laughs> over that <laughs> line, <laughs> <laughs> eh?
1: <laughs> president <precedent> enunciation. Some things
2: in um, here <laughs> don't react well.
1: President Joe Connery. Yeah. Uh, so, th- the President is scandalized because he knows this guy. They're old friends. They're lifelong friends. Uh, he's, he's an upstanding citizen and he's just been killed and he, he wants to know why he, he says everything like that, by the way. In fact, I think this comes in the form of drugs. Why?
0: Yeah, because because right, they're like, look, we reckon this has something to do with drug trafficking, uh, for reasons, reasons, um, must be like, a, must be a drugs related thing. And the Predator's like, God damn it. It's the drugs again. It's the goddamn drugs again. <laughs>
1: yes yeah at this I point i have i would american like to people. oh i would like to refer to the button that i have that describes oh the theme of this movie
3: drugs selling dope heroin i promised the american people i would do drugs or steroids why
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh. so yeah so so yeah. Uh...
0: Um, Jack and James L. Jones are like, yeah, there's like a lot of drug trafficking coming in and out of Colombia. We reckon probably this was that. And the president's like, oh, I want to do something tough about drugs. Yeah,
1: maybe we should declare a war on drugs.
0: So we see that he says to one of his like shady advisor guys, uh, he says to a a discount Brian Cox type. um, He says, "Um, I want to do something About these drugs I'm not going to tell you Exactly what it is But I want to do Something tough And he he drops the title As we heard He says I reckon that the drug traffickers from Colombia represent a clear and present danger to the national security of the United States, so i am he basically tells them, Da-da-da. please do something illegal about this without me officially knowing. Yeah. <laughs> and this guy, yeah, Cutter, so. is like, got it, boss, no problem.
1: The, he, this guy, Cutter, the national security advisor. Yeah, this movie is about underlings for the most part, mm. and we, we, we see the other sort of, like, uh, the other power in this situation, which is Pablo Escobar. Sorry, sorry, Nesto Escobedo. Yeah. Um,
0: so can we get to see some drug lords?
1: Yes. Uh, well, in fact, different from yes.
3: Oh, sí, señor.
1: Es- that, Escobedo that is, seems that is... to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Escobedo is absolutely just uh, as the Americans imagine Pablo Escobar. He's He's in a batting cage that he's had installed in his home, just absolutely whipping the shit out of baseballs coming at him from a machine. That's right. Yeah, um, is this
0: like a he wants to be American thing? Is that what they're trying to say here? I'm not sure. Like, even I don't the know. bad guys kind of like America.
1: I think it's just it's it's a little sort of like upper middle class luxury, as much as anything. Mm. Um but but his his boy Colonel Cortez comes in to see him, and you know Cortez is evil well, more evil because he's wearing an all black suit and black t shirt in like Colombian summer. This dude is so hot, yeah, uh, he, yeah, he's
0: yeah, got I've like got to, slicks got to say, back hair. My man, is, uh, my man is a sexy, Akeem man.
1: De Almeida, unbelievable, so good. His voice, he sounds like Ricardo Montalban, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm. and, and, and he goes and he tells, Getting yeah, the voice training to sound like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he he goes and he tells Escovedo Hey, oh, you fucked up here Not only was that guy American But also, he was a personal friend Of the President of the United States And they're speaking Spanish At this point, it goes into slow motion A baseball goes straight past Escovedo Because he's like, the fuck did you just say? They and love I the slow motion I love mo. this idea <laughs> I love, love, love this idea That like, uh sort of Insulting or inconveniencing the president of the United States would have been something that would have scared Pablo Escobar. Um, it's, it's to me, that's very funny.
2: As opposed to um, him
0: going, ha, sick. Yeah.
2: The dude who has like a photograph of himself outside the
1: White House, just giving like a big thumbs up. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think for so. Sure.
1: Uh, no, uh, but so uh, this is also the point where they do the Hunt for Red October thing where they go from speaking Spanish to speaking English and you're meant to like understand it as Spanish being spoken. Yeah, that's, it's, it's quite fun. It's
0: not as good as the Hunt for Red October. There are a few moments in this where they like try and do Hunt for Red October again for like not quite as good, but th- this, is, this is a fun one when they do the translation convention.
2: Yeah, the, the Red October one was really good because they swapped over specifically on a word that is the same in both languages, which is like
3: mm-hmm.
2: just
1: beautiful to me. Mm. should bring that back but we also should
2: find out a bit more
1: back. about 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 Cortez um, which is that he is a he used to be a Cuban intelligence officer and we know yes. this because that's Escavedo how you know was he's like, evil oh, Yeah. Was, was it like this when you were working for Castro And
0: I mean, yeah yeah he's like I'm a Castro dick rider I was gaslighting Cubans <laughs> that's nice <laughs> um,
1: but like th- this to me is an interesting little feature right and I think it's something that's worth talking about is Tom Clancy, I, I grew up reading the Tom Clancy novels because you know it explains a lot about the so I, I am. Exactly, exactly. Um and Clear and Present Danger, the novel, is a real fucking doorstop, which is part of the reasons why this movie is like two and a half hours long. However, it's also a great example of one of the things that Tom Clancy cannot stop doing, which is America can never really be defeated by one adversary on its own right It has to be some kind of like two against one w w e like unfair team up right
0: Fidel Castro coming in with a chat
1: <laughs> exactly so like it's it's very seldom the Soviets it's the Soviets and somebody else or it's Castro and the drug kingpins or it's the i r a and um I guess like black An liberation terrorists yeah not great <laughs> it's. And, th- like, the reason why I want to talk about this is because this is still an abiding feature of shit like the writing in Call of Duty uh-huh, games. Uh-huh. It's but partly because it avoids having, like, an a single identifiable real-world antagonist, but, like... Call of Duty, Battlefield, all of this shit. It loves to be like, uh, oh, it's the Russia-China Federation because it's both of them at once, or it's the United Arab Republic again, and it loves to do this. And it, it's sort of it's a very parochial idea that America one-on-one can take anybody, but it's only once you start sort of ganging up then then we're in trouble. Yeah, it's only um, when you're playing dirty against noble America. Exactly.
0: Um. Let me go back to uh. Oh, we learned one thing about Cortez, which is that he has an insider. He has somebody inside the American intelligence community who's feeding him information. My
1: man, my man has. Well, we don't find this out yet, but I'll will save my reaction for that. But we go back to Ryan, uh, who son's a dipshit. gets a phone call. Yeah, son's playing of a
2: submarine in the uh, in the sink, and is like, why won't it float? It's a submarine, mate idiot
0: it's a boy by the way the the boy they didn't know whether it was a boy or a girl at the end of the last film yes it's it's jack
1: ryan jr um yeah by the way during the the briefing about all of the um the drugs uh james l jones just goes Oh for a second he takes like one hit point of damage. <laughs> and at exactly that point one hit point of like, he, damage hes in he's Minecraft fucked. and it's he's like, dead because the uh, thing is right i i you know I get health anxiety quite badly, right, and I used to be much worse, and one of the things about that was that like any movie, any TV show where you suffer a symptom of any kind oh you're, you're dead <laughs> it's it, it's over for you if you if you could just go oh. You're dead. You you cough once, dead. Nosebleed, mega dead. James L. Jones um, catches the deadly virus known as
2: "I'm gonna fucking die" disease, of which the main <laughs> yeah. symptom is tummy yeah. hurt a bit too much.
0: Oh, that's but, right. But specifically, specifically, we find out that James L. Jones has cancer, has terminal yes. cancer. James L. Jones, who is playing the role of America, like, we have seen the President of the United States yes, he's America. order an illegal operation, and now James L. Jones, symbol of America, has cancer, which is one of his own cells, is, like, growing and too powerful and is trying to kill him. He has symbolic cancer and is dying uh, and says, yo, I'm I'm going to die later in the film. In the meantime, Jack Ryan, you're completely unqualified, but I need you to do my job of being America.
2: Jack, I need you to become the deputy director of the CIA. This is something I can just do.
1: Yeah, you—you you are the most naive dipshit in the world I have ever met in in my entire life. Take 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 my job. But he's uh, naive he, he, in the one... way
0: that like Captain America is naive, right? He's meant to be yeah. a kind of like a noble boy scout himbo.
1: Yeah, except to just kind of force that because they mostly just get the himbo. Yeah, but there is there is one line yeah, I would love to talk about this at length, and I will when it comes up. Yeah. There is there is one line, and some of the dialogue in this is pretty good. And one of the lines I like is when he just recognizes Ryan's sort of like ambition. He goes, oh, You've been to the White House before, you've done my job. Uh, and Ryan goes, Yeah, once I hated it. Uh, he just goes, No, you didn't. You fucking loved it. You, you loved, loved it. it. You, you loved that shit. <laughs> it's like, Yeah. Got his ass, because the thing is, right? This doesn't happen in the in the books for another. They jam another couple of novels in there, but Ryan becomes president of the United States. He does off of this shit. Uh, that, that's like that's his character arc, right? As he becomes president, uh, it's why we're probably going to end up talking about Air Force One as a Jack Ryan. Movie, Absolutely, it technically isn't. But so yeah, I I, I like that.
0: And meanwhile, we see it, we see a little bit more about the the evil guy's plans. So, um, Cutter, the guy who was told earlier on to do illegal shit, um, is working with a guy who's confusingly called Ritter, um, yes. who is played by an actor called Henry Zerny, who I I really love this guy. He's so good. Yeah, he's, Zerny's he's, good. He's, he's like Hugo Weaving isn't yeah. available, so we got him, and he's he's really really good. He does a great kind of like he's like Agent Smith in this. He's really good. Um, but they are uh, they're doing something that the president doesn't officially know about. Called Operation Operation Reciprocity. Um, Don't name the shit after what it's actually gonna be.
2: Operation killing Latin Americans. You can't do that, man. It has to be some gay shit like Operation Pencil Shavings. Like you can't fucking call it.
0: Operation
3: Operation
2: Getting Our Own Back Against the Guys Who Did the Thing at the Start of the Movie.
1: It's kind of Operation Leander, right? Uh, And incidentally, I really like ritter in this the way that he looks yeah he's got this like wire really, frame really good. Of glasses he's
0: cool
3: he's got
1: the sl- like sort of like slicked back hair he is the way every neocon ghoul who has ever been in the federal government has imagined themselves mm-hmm. right oh they, paul wolfowitz was a hundred percent like yeah i look like that mm-hmm. i definitely look like that and he didn't he was a miserable little shit but like that's how he pictured himself i'm sure
3: when um, we do the
0: Mission Impossible series, we're going to see Henry Zuni again playing yes, much we are. the same role. Yes, uh, we fucking he are. He does MVP. a great line in like weird guys in offices with conspiracies. That's his whole thing. Um, but also, yeah. they're not going to tell Jack Ryan about this plan because they're like, ah, oh, Ryan's too, too straight-laced. <laughs> yeah. He's too cool. We can't <laughs> tell him about this. He's, he's a Boy Scout. They literally called him a Boy Scout.
2: Yeah, my my note for this specifically goes. Oh, I'm so mad! The new deputy head of the CIA is too nice. He's not corrupt at all. I'm so mad. Brackets looking directly at camera. Jack Ryan is too base to play ball in Washington.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, and and they use him. They, they 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 use him to like provide political cover because because he doesn't know. They have him go to the I guess Oversight Committee, the Intelligence Committee and say
0: so, this, this
1: is the funniest <laughs> thing ever because there's a, there's a lot to set up yeah first of all is that this is like his first
2: major thing right and he is yes. nervous about this and they sell that by like he can't decide what tie to wear he keeps like mm-hmm. changing his ties um and when he's it's good just before he leaves the room to go there he grabs another tie off the chair on his way out and like when he You see him in the hearing. He's wearing the tie he grabbed, so you could like you see that he was still agonizing over it for the entire trip up there, which I really really liked. Um, And
1: he's also God's perfect moron. Yeah, he he meets with American liberalism, who says, "Uh, "Are you conducting a shadow war in Colombia, Jack Ryan?" And he goes, "Uh, "No, because no one told me that we were." So you have you have my.
3: It's not even that he goes
1: (laughs) no. He's like honestly shocked and confused
2: he's like speechless he does not know what to say at the because he's like we need more funds to be put towards fighting drug cartels in Colombia and like the senate oversight committee goes are you going to fund an illegal death squad and he goes <laughs>
1: what? what no <laughs> he gives them his word of gives honor them his
2: word <laughs> <laughs> two seconds later we see it being used on troop deployment <laughs>
0: Yeah, so so Ritter goes down to Panama and meets Willem Dafoe. That's fucking And it's, it. like, I, DeFoe. I and it's like, yo, can you please put together an illegal kill squad? And Willem Dafoe's like, absolutely, Drip. I love yeah. nothing more than doing this. I'm Green Goblin.
1: W- Willem Dafoe here is playing John Clark, who is the 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 movie has really sanded off all of the edges of this character because John Clark was whenever Tom Clancy needed something fascist done. And, like, Jack Ryan was a bit too bookish to do it. This was his man of action, right? He would deploy him to do all kinds of shit. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he'd like, he's in the novel of Rainbow Six. He's in a whole bunch of stuff. But he's like, okay, go and put together an illegal kill squad. His drip which, in the scene also does.
2: immaculate. Um, he's wearing this, like, perfectly blue Cabana shirt with, like, white piping and, uh, like, a perfectly yeah. white Stetson hat. Fantastic. Yeah,
0: it's credit to Willem Dafoe that he can make this very casual outfit look very sinister.
1: Yeah. So good. An- Another very good line. Uh, that, that Ritter tells him uh, they want what every first-term administration wants, a second term. Mm-hmm. Nice. You know, cynicism plotting against the American public. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, back in back in uh, DC, we see that Catherine Ryan and Archer barely in this movie is like she meets she meets an old friend of hers who works as a secretary to uh, the the director of the FBI, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and she's like, "How are you?" And her friend goes, "Oh, I'm going to dick down something crazy." <laughs> her friend is down so astronomically Big, huge comes in all of my holes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and she and she goes, "Oh, by who? Oh, but, well."
3: A Latin
1: Ryan. Oh what does I have to see. It's 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 you know her new lover, right? Colonel Cortez under an alias. I forget what the alias is. It's mm-hmm. not important. But uh so uh Catherine sees him like briefly for a second getting into a cab or something, and she just is like, Oh, interesting. This will this will come in handy at two hours later. Yeah, I'll
0: remember this like in, in nine thousand years in Act Three of the film. Um Ryan also discovers that the victim who starts all this, Peter Harden, um well <laughs> well, he gives all of Harden's information to a guy who works in the CIA. <laughs> oh,
1: this Dude, guy, this I fucking love guy. computer's guy. So they've they've worked out that Harden is probably like receiving drug money. is probably embezzling drug money and then he's been killed by the cartels. Yeah,
0: he's laundering money for the cartels. That's mm-hmm. that's the yeah, deal. Yeah,
1: and st- and stealing from them. But so he goes, "We need to break into this guy's encrypted floppy disk." Uh, do you have the guy on TikTok who does geoguessr really fast? <laughs> and the <laughs> and, they, and they do. He works for the CIA. Yeah, this, yeah.
2: Passwords guy. Who, first of all, hello, madam. It's. I, I hope you find the words to describe what you are. But um.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Is like, right, th- This character should not be a man. This character no. should be a trans woman. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. for this this guy literally, he's just going like, um, uh, you know, w- wife's birthday. No. Uh, wife's birthday backwards. No. Daughter's birthday. No. Daughter's birthday backwards? No, and he does that for like a minute, and then he gets it. Yeah, Jack. Mm. Jack is like walking away from him
2: at this point, and then he goes, "Nah, I got it. It was a uh, wife's birth year, daughter's birth month, son's birthday, not backwards."
0: Yeah, and you Th- like, this character needs some like thigh highs and like ki- like it should have it should have been a <laughs> Sadly, we were ki- not invented is. in in, in 1994 yet by the CIA. And um, they were still working on that. Yeah, um, that
1: was in a different department. They were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Also, he guesses Ryan's pin, which is funny. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <but> so, <laughs> um. Also, something else I want to say about this this actor that I noticed. It's kind of an aside. Is that mm. um the actor playing this role has acne scars on his face, and it made me realize that you never see that nowadays.
3: I no, don't know whether that's true
0: because skincare has gotten better, or because casting has gotten stricter. But these days, you if if you do not have, like, perfect skin, you will not mm. be on TV like this. Like, it, it's it's honestly, like, slightly... For a moment, I was like, what's up with that? Oh, oh, that's just, like, a, a completely normal and fine thing that, like, a lot of people in the population have. What, you're like, yeah. wait a
1: second, this motherfucker looks normal. Yeah, he just looks like a
0: normal guy. And I'm like, I, I've just gotten so used to seeing actors who have, like, perfect skin and, like, perfect makeup that it's... I was just like, oh, oh. like It's a real kind of 90s throwback.
1: Um, yeah, so 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 Ryan goes back to the White House to tell him that his boy is like probably embezzling from the drug cartel, and it, we see that he has instantly become a regular at the White House. Mm-hmm. Like he's on first name terms with the security. Guy at the gate, when he goes into the Oval Office, they unironically do the like, There he is, here comes trouble, they'll let anyone in here these yeah, days it's sick. but it's the president. <laughs> it's very good.
0: Yeah, my friend the president. It's quite cute.
1: Yeah, President Joe yeah. Biden, which is extremely good. Because like
0: th- yeah. he gets
2: informed that his like longtime mate was skimming money off of Colombian drug cartels, and his response starts with, ah oh, man. Which <laughs> I was like, Ha, oh, there he is.
0: There's our boy. Snare <laughs> Jack yeah uh and the president does turn around and say okay cool well what we're gonna do is uh hardin's got 650 million dollars sitting in an offshore account what we're gonna do is we're gonna seize that money and then then i can go out to the american people and i can say hey we're fighting we're fighting the war on drugs because we've just seized a whole bunch of money from the cartels um so let's do that and and jack's like whoa 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 whoa. this this Link between Peter Harden and the cartels is just a theory. Like somebody's going to have to go down there to Colombia and prove this. And the president's like, "Hey, I just saw the Hunt for Red October." My line now is, "I say, go on, then off you go, son." Absolute
1: <laughs> dipshit walks yeah, into completely every gets single owned by this one. every conversation he has. He gets played by the other person. In intercut with this, we see uh, John Clark is putting a team together. Yes, specifically we we see we see sniper school u s. Army sniper school, where a guy is they have this very cool exercise set up, which I'm told is realistic, where they have a bunch of guys with binoculars and a target, and the guy has to get as close as he can while the the people with binoculars coordinate a search for him and like hit that target, which he does very well
3: hmm.
1: we We see this sniper get incredibly close and they finally get him to reveal himself. Uh, and the the sergeant major in charge goes,
3: soldier. How did you get that close to me?
1: Emotionally,
3: uh, <laughs> soldier, <laughs> I love you. How did
1: you how did you get me to open myself and become vulnerable in an intimate way? Uh, and and this is this is a guy called Domingo Ding you, Chavez. You know who but, this guy's
2: fucking played by.
1: I hooted uh, when I saw that. The name escapes me. A, I recognize yeah, him. Yeah,
2: Raymond Cruz, fucking fantastic lad. He, you'll recognize him as Tuco Salamanca from Breaking Bad.
1: Oh fuck! It is. And he, yeah, he
2: sells it well because his first line is screaming at the top of his lungs, which is also a, a, a Tuco Salamanca <laughs> yeah. special. So
1: he he <laughs> the the thing about the thing about uh, Domingo Chavez is that because again, I grew up with this shit. I also grew up with the. Early Rainbow Six games, which have John Clark and Chavez in them, but Ooh. they list them uh, s- uh, like surname forename, like Clark John. And so to my mind, this is just ingrained in my head. He is Chavez Ding. That's his name. It always has <laughs> ah, been. I, see. I, I cannot I cannot change this because that's how it's written down. So for the rest of this movie, I will be calling him Chavez Ding. Sorry about this. Fair enough. Uh, I I ca- I can't help it. It's a it's deep brain shit. Um, but so they they They're they blowing
0: up drug tr- they blow they blow up planes and they they attack drug labs. They do a bunch of like well they do like illegal paramilitary. They do shit, like black
2: ops shit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
2: It's not good.
0: I want to be yeah. Clear the, the, on this is a point of... To- this is the point at which the film starts to get a little bit tonally confused because the yeah. way that this conspiracy has been set up with Cutter and Ritter, we're like, okay, this is evil. It's bad that this is happening. It's like illegal paramilitary stuff. But when we cut to the troops, in particular when they are like being inserted into Colombia, the soundtrack specifically is like American horns and like... Literally, it might like, as well be very fortunate heroic song. And it, it's like... It's just very unusual. Like, and All you'd have to do is to change the music to make it more sinister. But like, it's yeah. really odd that the film wants us to think that these guys are heroes, even though we've been told that what they're doing is really bad. This is a problem that will get worse. <laughs> this
1: will get so much they're worse. Heroes who are being who are being like misused by the, the forces of power, which we see in the form of Ritter and, and Cutter are both... In separate offices, both drinking glasses of whiskey, and just on fucking MSN Messenger or whatever, being like, ah, congratulations, you got your dirty little illegal, dirty illegal war. And this, this um, shot
2: of uh, Ritter, by the way, is the first appearance of the uh, Friends of a Show will know, the, the traditional us in huge suit. This is the first shot of it.
1: <laughs> it doesn't come so back- So many in this movie. Oh,
0: Okay.
2: You know there are there are a lot. I think to me, to my mind, um, when you're wearing like the blazer jacket, it's harder to tell if it's a huge suit or not. But when you've just got the mm. shirt on and it's unbelievably colossal on you, that's that's perfection to me.
1: When when you do a long shot and you see the pants, the, the trousers, pa- yeah, the pants right there. Yeah. That, that's, that's the determining factor to me. Why,
0: why did they do that? Why did they do that in the 90s? Why did they just wear like clothes that didn't fit them? <laughs> They're so big. I love them. I really like them.
1: I think this is just genuinely how American menswear looked in the 90s uh, and even into the 2000s. It's, it's, it's weird as hell. We just wanted
0: our but men so- to look like you, you, they were going to get lost in the fabric. Like they'd been hit by a shrink ray and they were just <laughs> shrinking inside their clothes like the fucking twits.
2: I am a, a slave to this kind of shit. I absolutely know that when the uh, cycle of nostalgia gets back around to, like, the mid-90s, I'm going to be wearing a USC and huge suit and I think it looks sick <laughs> in much the same manner that I'm currently wearing, like, 70s shit. Mm. Yeah, yeah.
0: For the next live show, you're going to come out in, like, a huge, massive suit.
1: Yeah.
0: Very boxy. Yeah. <laughs> Perfectly yeah. square
2: fucking
1: suit. <laughs> Looking like Kingpin. Oh. I So... So the the fucking the cynics they've made a liar out of Jack Ryan the last American boy scout and so he goes to have a conversation with America brackets James L. Jones brackets dying
2: <laughs> yeah my one note here is time to check in with America
0: <laughs> it's James yeah. L. Jones. it's not looking good
2: be like jack they've played you son
1: like, we, we, are, we are given to understand that James L. Jones is dying. He does have a good line, which is, when he asks uh, Ryan to explain why he has like heard the call of the lanyard, and like stepped into this particular bear trap, Ryan goes, well I don't know why I did that, and he goes,
3: You were thinking about impressing
1: the President of the United States, and you shouldn't do that. It's, just a, it's a really mm-hmm. good delivery. James L. Jones is really fucking good. man. Uh, but so, yeah, he has, he has to go to Colombia. Uh, as as do the troops who are inserted. We have some great co- uh, some great call signs, by the way. Variable. This is knife. Mm-hmm. I'd love to. i love to be knife. So he goes to he goes to Bogota, uh, where he is met by a DEA agent down there, Gene Fowler. And once again, he is the biggest. <laughs> this is of the earth. funniest
2: shot. This is the one that sells it the most to me out
1: of all of her like yeah, Jack Ryan is sure. a dumbass
2: baby. Is that when he gets into the fucking DEA car he's like getting a bit hot and he winds down the bulletproof windows <laughs> like the DEA agent goes like what stop stop what are you doing man <laughs> so so good
1: i i don't know how dangerous bogota was for for americans in the mid 90s uh, perhaps very but the the way that they film it is absolutely you will be killed at any time without all of this protection oh, this is heart of darkness location and shit like yeah it's it's fucked Full up
2: And the heart of darkness uh parallels will come back later on well howdy if you're hearing this uh you're the victim of a fun new thing i'm doing I'm interrupting your enjoyment of this podcast to tell you that, uh, if you'd like, you can head on over to patreon.com slash killjamesbond to get access to our entire backlog and, of course, two new, uh, bonus exclusive episodes a month, um, and the entire backlog doesn't have these clips in them, uh, so if you don't like hearing this, uh, or whatever the hell I think of to do next time, you should probably head on over. All right. Now get back to the podcast, you. I love you.
3: Mm. Summarizing slightly, um,
0: Willem Dafoe and the lads disrupt Ernesto's drug operations. They blow up a cocaine farm and a bunch of planes and stuff. Um, And Ryan also finds the proof that Peter Harden uh, was doing this kind of drug laundering, drug money laundering shit. So he calls the president and is like, yo, we got the proof. The president's like, Sick. Um, he goes on TV and is like, "Yo, we got the drug money, lads. Using drugs." He said, like,
1: He he, he, yeah. he owns Ryan again in this conversation because even though the US has an ambassador to Colombia, uh, he Ryan gets saddled with the job of telling the Colombians that they're not going to see a dime of that money.
0: Yeah,
1: because it has to fund the illegal kill squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So so the president is like, "Well, you tell them then." Uh, which I like a lot also he meets John Clark uh, yeah. for the first time and John Clark also easily owns him in the marketplace of ideas he's like an illegal kill squad I wouldn't know nothing about that thus missing out on his chance to to win the Brian Cox Memorial Award in intelligence yeah, yeah he, doesn't, right. he doesn't yeah. do <laughs> it
0: um, but anyway the president says okay cool I'm gonna send the director of the FBI down there to visit you and you know help sort all this out um, but, of course, as we know, Cortez is having incredible sex with the director of the FBI's secretary.
1: That's right. Cortez, Cortez, in in a way that is a little bit racist, given that he is described as a Latin Jack Ryan, has infiltrated the federal government dick first. Uh, and so this insanely down bad woman immediately calls him the second her boss is leaving for Colombia to be like, oh hey, the director of the FBI is coming to Colombia. And the weirdest part is, she doesn't know that he's a spy. She doesn't know that. She's just, like, volunteering that information to him. Uh, She thinks he works for a coffee company, which is the front for it. Um, Incidentally, just because the movie thinks you've gotten bored because you haven't seen tits in a minute, uh, when she does call him, this goes to a special switchboard in Venezuela operated by a very sexy woman.
0: Yeah, it's, it gets a little bit James Bond from over there because she has a tape recorder that plays like ambient noise of, I guess, Venezuela, like Colombia in the background.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> so, so the FBI director is going to go down to to Colombia to Bogota, and uh, Cortez is going to kill him. But so he's plotting out this ambush, and he's like, "Well, you know, love to be there with the boys." However, I uh, this other thing. Yeah, to I gotta dig out loose there. ends. Yeah, I gotta go murder a woman. He flies up there at the same time this is intercut with Ryan sort of, like, meeting the FBI director. Uh, there's an old friend of his who's an FBI agent who's in the convoy, um, Dan, don't remember, not
2: important. Don't
0: get, don't get uh, attached to Dan. <laughs> Do
1: not get attached
2: to Dan. He's he already a red shirt. He will be dying very soon. Mm.
1: They're, 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 in, they're in the convoy. And uh, Ryan is like briefing him on Colombia, like he's been there for more than a day. And- <laughs> also, yeah,
0: like quite, quite, racially.
1: quite racistly. Oh, yeah. quite,
3: quite racist. Oh, si, Senor.
1: Because he, he's like, what's the that. food like? And Ryan goes, oh, it's like Mexican food. Which, first of all, no it, no, it isn't. Go fuck yourself, you racist piece of shit. They're totally different. They're not even that close um, together. No, like geographically, ethnically, it is different. Okay, so that's the first thing. It's like it's like Mexican food, and the guy doesn't like Mexican food. The other thing, how's the water? Oh, you you want to use bottled water, otherwise you'll get the shits atrociously. You want to brush your teeth with bottled water, or you'll get the shits atrociously. And this was like that—that's a Mexico in the nineties or eighties reference, right? Like that's how Americans sort of Mexico. I fucking had to dig into. Uh, like studies of Colombian water quality. This is in the, the 90s. kind of fucking
0: detailed research that w- one of the people on this podcast does. <laughs> this. I hope you appreciate how one third of the podcast goes the extra mile.
2: Yeah, this is probably why it takes you four hours to watch a movie like this. <laughs> yes. It's because you have to pause and go to like fucking. <laughs>
0: Looking up fucking water tables.
2: Go like in Google Columbia.
1: Scholar. <laughs> it, just, it just bothered me, all right? Oh, no, and it's completely it bothered good. me to the point that. Colombia had pretty good water, even in the '90s, but especially in Bogota, especially in the kind of hotel that you put the fucking director of the FBI in. Uh, most of the reason why the water wasn't good was like shitty pipes, which like uh, it's it's just it's just racist. It's literally just. Ah, we are in a a worse country now. The normal rules don't apply. And being here is it like the quality of life is so bad that even just an everyday thing like brushing your teeth can make you sick. And it's like it's just not true. It's not at all. Yeah. It's 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 like such a slander on the country. And this is meant to make us like Ryan as well. As like this is meant to make us think, oh, you know, he's 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 capable, he's like learning about the place, he's less of a dipshit now. Um and it's 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 not the case.
0: Um anyway, Moira Moira meets Cortez and is like, "Yo, my pussy is throbbing like a steam yes,
1: train."
0: And Cortez is, is like, correct. "Well, that's too bad cuz you're dead."
1: I'm going to I'm going to like grope you a little bit and then he in, he does a variant of the I try to snap the guy's neck, but instead I make him look <laughs> to the left very quickly, where he just, essentially just does chiropractic on her. He just it, he gets her in like a chokehold and then just kind of like Snaps a little bit,
2: and she just instantly dies. Uh, my note is, he could do this to me.
1: Um, thank you. <laughs> he's he's wearing the big fucking leather gloves and an overcoat. He the is. Whole
0: time. He's not it's... got any
2: fingerprints on that corpse. Like this no, man no. is
3: a professional,
0: mm-hmm. clever boy. Um, but also, uh, Cortez's boys, um, ambush boy singular.
1: He has one boy. His his boy is called Sipo, and what Sipo does is he he has a perfectly prepared identical police bike. He kills the real cop, and then he just hangs out at the back of the convoy just to see if the guy's there, and then just leaves. And what happens is my understanding was very... that he directs them to the ambush. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, what we what we get is a genuinely probably the best action scene of the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah.
0: yeah. There's a little bit of silly slow motion, but
1: yeah, we we get a very good sort of like a, a well prepared ambush where they blow up the first truck, they blow up this, the last truck, and the rest are sort of stuck in this narrow street, and, uh, you know, they're sort of then raked with fire from the rooftops. One of the things I like about this, it makes the RPG, uh, the RPG-7, as terrifying as it probably should be. That's right, yeah. Because in so many movies, like from, from Blackhawk down onwards, it's sort of like this comedy flare gun that you like- pop one off in the general direction of some Americans and they all go RPG and duck and then everything's fine whereas here it's a you point this thing at a vehicle and everybody in there is like incinerated sort of device (laughs) it's good it's good so Ryan sees everybody get killed around him in front of him
0: including Dan memorable character Dan 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 gets fucking gunned down in the Uh, streets of Bogota
2: not Dan
0: what what am I going to do with my Dan action figure
1: my, my Dan Aykroyd figure. The one sort of weak link of this is that they don't really use blood a lot, because it's PG-13. Mm. They don't really use sort of sort of Hong Kong squibs. So what it looks like when Dan gets shot is he just goes, Oh, my back. <laughs> like, it, it looks like he's just got really bad lower back da- Dan pain. dies of cramp. <laughs> yeah. Dan is dead. Yeah. We <laughs> should've got that chiropractor and, mm. Um But so, D- Dan is killed, the director of the FBI is killed. Yes. Um, Ryan has to do some sort of slightly implausible stunt driving to get out of it, and he's left, like, on the street, covered in blood. Uh, he has to, like, call his wife. It's not too
2: improbable. He does like a J-turn. I mean, my dad can yeah, do a J-turn. Yeah. It's nice true.
0: that he calls his wife, though.
1: Yeah, he does call his wife. Yeah. Uh. She, she she's very worried
0: about. And he's him. like, Dan's dead. And
2: she's like, Who? Oh oh, Dan Dan. Oh sorry. Dan. Uh, oh, not Dan. Sure. Dan Dan, Dan, <laughs> Dan. Do you have a surname from- on
0: that all? He's like, No,
2: he's um. They uh, <laughs> go into his funeral. It just says Dan on the grave. <laughs> like
1: there's just no <laughs> like, oh fuck, it was. Da- dan was ryan's mitchell and so he really ways. was yeah it's a very mitchell situation
0: yeah he did. god that perimeter's checked now he's checking the perimeter of heaven now <laughs> that's
3: right um, but, that's right but
0: ernesto the drug lord is like yo, what the fuck i didn't order this i didn't tell everyone to go and attack the fbi and cortez yeah. is like oh it must be one of the other drug lords who's who's making you look bad king
1: <laughs> we we see yep. that Cortez then immediately calls one of the other drug lords like, hey, great work, uh, we're gonna get his ass next. Which will be important later. Also, uh, all of Ernesto's dudes, incredible fits. This oh, yeah. is like taking place at one of his kids' birthday parties, and it's guarded by like 12 guys, all with Uzis wearing white double-breasted suits and standing ah. on the fucking roof. It's the coolest shit in the world. I want to be a cartel guy so badly. It's the fit. Incredible.
0: And this kicks off a kind of... This kicks off a a cycle of escalation, right? Because Ryan... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ryan comes back to the US. They repatriate the bodies. Um, It's quite a powerful scene. You know, coffins and flags and all that shit. Mm. Um, and the, the cycle of escalation is kicked off because Willem Dafoe... Uh, learns that there's going to be a meeting of all the drug lords. Ernesto is called a meeting. Like, yo, what the fuck? Who did this? Um, and then, and and then, then the lads right. kind of cross yeah. the line. Let's let's let's
1: settle in. We got to talk about some background to this first, which is a scene that we missed. Which is, we get another scene of the president sort of like indirectly ordering something uh, in a sort of like read between the lines way. Where he's like, oh, they think they can do this shit. They can't do this shit. And then all of his, like, and then Cutter has to go and say, what he, What the president means is we have to expand the illegal war in Colombia.
2: He's on, yeah, it's it's great. It's like a two bit thing. Like, the president's just like, this is unacceptable and something needs to be done. And then he the leaves the room and he's like,
0: Troublesome priest.
2: His crony immediately turns to the rest of the guys and goes, he says, kill them all now. And be, because um, and this is
1: paired with Cortez, this is a movie about cronies, mm. and that's one of the few interesting things about it. I would say is that it it does a good job of like exploring uh, the, the sort of power given to these people who are just the classic left
2: to, henchmen.
1: Yeah, exactly. Who are just left to like implement policy where the policy is, uh, you know, do something about this. Yeah, hundred um, percent. It it I'm, is good. I I'm I'm not sure that. Like, if the director of the FBI was assassinated in in a foreign country, I think the president of the United States could probably get on TV and say, uh, you know, my fellow Americans fuck Colombian sovereignty, the airstrike started five yeah, minutes ago. My fellow and Americans probably, we are already in there. Yeah. Yes. Would probably still carry public support. But there's this sort of there's this quaintness to the to the constitutional crimes of this movie, this idea that like not only would it uh, sort of would it bring down an administration if anyone found out that they were deploying special forces deniably to a to a country? But also like
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing. I've just realized that that, that 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 this movie seriously believes that like this would somehow bring down the president if it if they yeah. found out that he was doing illegal military operations. As opposed to everyone would be like, Yeah, of course he is. He's the president of the yeah. United States. That's literally his job.
1: No, not only would this bring down the, the, the presidency, but like uh anyone in America would be shocked by this. Yeah. It's uh, laughable, it really is. I mean, you you look at the shit that the CIA and the US military had been doing in in Latin America since well, basically forever, but in particular at this point, 1994 this movie came out. Uh, you know, this is this is sort of it says Reagan
0: Reagan has been like sending yeah. money and weapons to like explicit fascist death squads. In Latin America for ages, like,
1: and when he got caught doing it, he just said, "Oh, we didn't do that." And then a, a Marine Colonel went down for it, and nothing else happened. It's 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 a movie whose thesis has already been disproven. It, it's it's the classic uh, Ronald
2: Reagan quote where it's just like, you know, three weeks ago I came before the American people and said we would not trade arms for hostages. My mind and my best intentions still tell me that's true, but the facts do not. Which is, like, an insane thing
0: to say. My mind tells me it's true, but the facts do not. It's like, you should resign if that is the case, my dude. You just admitted that you're insane.
1: Incredible. So so Ryan Ryan comes back to the U.S., uh, where Kathy is like, oh, by the way, you remember Moira, that lady whose pussy was like full of big, huge cums from that guy. Yes. Um. Well, she she has also died at the same time as her boss. Isn't that weird?
3: Hmm. <laughs>
1: and and Ryan immediately puts the two pieces together, and he's like, wait a second, she was killed by a Latino man. This 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 fucking this can only mean one thing.
0: And they they use the identigraph.
1: They do. They do. They do
3: because the guy dead. has
1: left a, a a voice a voicemail, an answering machine message for her, um, and they just grab that and feed it into the big identigraph computer, where the, at the CIA, where a guy immediately says, "Oh, that guy's Cuban." Uh, he was educated in the eastern United States, and he's between 35 and 45. Just off of listening to the guy voice
0: training f- probably from an American <laughs> voice coach, which is why he's got like a slightly weird mid-Atlantic accent now.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, so they give it to the CIA. voice. So it's a little bit too much larynx
0: for a British woman. It's a bit of a giveaway. But... <laughs> he went to a strange <laughs> clinic
1: in Cuba. <laughs> There's a strange, strange
2: clinic. There's a strange clinic. So the,
0: so, so, oh, wait, that guy's <laughs> in the film later. He is.
2: He fucking is. I'll get to him. Ryan
1: just goes, identify this motherfucker. Identify the, the male. goes, uh, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, look, I
2: want to talk about the, yeah, okay. once again, let's just make this one very clear, the illegal CIA death squad um, that have been mm-hmm. deployed to Colombia. We've had a number of, like, interspiced shots of them uh, killing oh, sure. people and things. Like, they blew up like a, a drug thingy underground. At one point, they blew up a, a plane. Now we get their most uh, egregious crime yet. Um and also I'd like to talk movies movies love to do this thing where to like establish that there is a sniper providing Overwatch, they shoot the shot through the like scope of the rifle and have him just like oh, yeah. slowly muzzle sweep his entire unit's heads.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which is like this such a loves to do that. no
2: please no you would never do this. <laughs> <laughs> like you're just like sat in a tree 2k off just like slowly sighting up your boys being like I could fucking take out
1: Johnny from here. <laughs> yeah. alright moving on I, I don't know I would believe snipers were like actually that. yeah you're right
0: so the drug lords are all having a big drug lord meeting it's drug lord con 2022 Yeah, it is yeah, drug
1: yeah, lord absolutely. con 2022 Un- unfortunately Ernesto keeps being deleted from the system at reception <laughs> so he can't quite like make it there in time he's still he's still driving up there <laughs> they said he'd be here. Guest of honor, but yeah. Uh, so, but our boys, our CIA death squad, CIA use uh, a, a laser designator the size of a CRT monitor yeah,
0: it's really to
1: funny. to to laser a big stupid truck that one of them during, has during during this shot.
2: I do have a screenshot of this. Um, Willem Dafoe is using the smallest binoculars I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> and I love it so much. Uh,
0: what he and what he sees through those binoculars. Is that whilst the drug lord meeting is taking place inside, there are children outside playing football on the lawn with like, you know, a nanny. Willem Dafoe sees this, we the audience, see that he and the lads in the Death Squad see this, and he sights them up anyway.
2: Yeah, specifically of the two, Willem sees this and um f- fucking Oh god, what's his Chavez? name that you remember? Yeah, Raymond Cruz yeah, sees Chavez this thing. Yeah. Um and they both just continue to paint the target.
1: I think this is this is intended to be read differently. That's certainly how it, how it, I wanted it to be. But at this point, right, the bomb has already been dropped from from the plane. Uh, Call sign Easy Rhino, by the way. Um, and then, as they're guiding it in, when I guess there's no time to stop it because it's a it's a dumb bomb by this point. Then they see the children. And they're like, wait a second! Oh shit, it's too late. And the point of this is they've done something horrible on accident, and they're all traumatized, and you should feel bad for them.
0: Yeah. No, no, sorry, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that because they are watching the compound through sc- like, how did you not see this? You must have, you must have been watching the compound when the cars rolled up and these kids got out. I don't believe that they don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm not it saying just it makes sense. I'm saying that's that's what the movie wants you to wants you to read this as.
0: And also, like intent doesn't really matter. So at this point, Willem Dafoe Don't and
1: the fucking lads fucking cancel the CIA, the CIA death squad! I am canceling
0: the CIA death squad. You, you they are cancelled. You can't be blocked. like, oh, this
1: isn't a good look, bestie. Intent <laughs> is not
0: magic. Willem Dafoe and the lads commit a fucking war crime. Is yes, what they do. Yes, they, they murder yes, these they children. Do,
2: but illegal CIA death squad commits a war crime on film and I just need the audience to just hold that nugget of information in their fucking yeah, mind.
0: remember this, because the film doesn't. I genuinely, I insist
1: that the viewpoint of this is, this is a horrible accident and regrettable, and the worst thing is, to me, that shows the movie's cowardice, right? Mm. Because it would have been a better movie if it had had them make the decision to do it anyway, which is how both of you saw it in the first place. But if, like... Genuinely, if you had opened with a shot of the kids and then had Clark go, yeah, fucking send it, that would have been <laughs> uh, be. more unambiguous. It would have been better, but it doesn't have the courage of its convictions to be like, oh, an illegal war is bad, but not because the troops do bad things. And if they do, it's like, because of like the fog of war, you know, what can you do?
3: But
0: also, no, I'm sorry. Like this, this film has such, as we will see, has such a fucking hard-on for the rules and being honest that even if That's that true. was the case, you still got a fucking prison for like, manslaughter whatever the war crimes equivalent of manslaughter is you still fucking killed a bunch of kids like the response you don't get a happy ending after that like fuck this movie (laughs) like unprovoked violence 9 like fuck this fucking film after this point right (laughs) and we see that we see that Ritter we see that Ritter and Cutter are like oh that's too bad a bunch of kids got fucking killed like Cutter even says like that's the body of a child being taken out on, on NBC and Ritter's like ah well that's kind of a bad look but but as far as anyone knows it's cartel on cartel violence, and it's it's just a car bomb, you know. You know, it wasn't us. That's
1: right. They think they, they they play it off as a car bomb. Yeah, we 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 also we also get the worst kind of movie intelligence work, which is the the big computer spits out the name uh, Felix Cortez. Like that's that's how they identify Cortez is it like his name just comes up on a computer where the CIA just has a database of everyone's voice. Stupid. Um, so. So, so, so Jack Ryan gets to do some some analyst stuff now, where he, he asks, "I want to take a
2: second hmm. here because my dad is up now, having discussed the CIA death squad." To no, but sure. this was the point at which I paused the film to figure out how much time I had left, and saw that this was like a two-hour, twenty-minute fucking movie. <laughs> and like, like there should be a government agency, like a three-letter government agency, that ensures that if you try to make a two and a half-hour movie, you are shot in the head and killed immediately. It's just there's <laughs> no way to do it. Like you're it's not fucking Heart of Darkness. It's it's not you're not a fucking auteur. You're not Herzog. It's not a, like a beautiful meditation on the inherent contradictions of a human soul. Is it? It's fucking clear it's and fucking present Hamlet. danger starring Harrison Ford yeah. as Jack Ryan. Even fucking a gear yeah, the wrath of God was only an hour forty. No story that you want to tell doesn't come from, like, the very core of your being could possibly be
1: worth this much of your t- of my fucking time. But, but they make it anyway. It's a forced march by this point.
0: Or at least so- give me a 15-minute interval. If I'm expected to watch
2: a two-and-a-half-hour movie, I want it to become a core facet of my psyche from here on out. This needs to become part of me. But it doesn't. It was shit.
1: <laughs> so, so the DEA's one of the DEA's listening posts in in Colombia has found a voice that matches Cortez, uh, and they they have his phone call of him going, "Hey, you want to help me betray Pablo Escobar?" Uh, and at this point, uh, Ryan calls them up and he's like, "Hey, have have him arrested?" And the DEA agent goes,
3: "The Colombian police, Jack, do not pick up members of the cartel. I mean, unless they've got some kind of a death wish."
1: again go fuck yourself but like not not to defend the honor of the colombian police right that's that's not what i'm doing here however the idea that colombian police were uniquely scared or corrupted by drug cartels does not hold up the idea that like they never did anything also did not hold up because many of them did have death wishes and i'm not going to sit here and apologize for the block de busqueda and say that they weren't a sort of semi-fascist death squad in their own right but like at least they were getting shot at back right it's i it's the arrogance of this movie to be like you know Colombia is 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 not only this like shithole where you can't drink the water but it's also uh so totally controlled by the cartels as to be to be a narco state when that was like never a settled piece of law so to speak it's just, it's so, that that aggravates me there's more than the child.
2: Yeah, there's a true, like, disdain in my soul for being like, oh, the Colombian peace police are such cowards they wouldn't even arrest Pablo Escobar when, like, American police can get 400 of them together and won't even go
1: into a fucking school. Like,
0: yeah, it's yeah, unacceptable. Like, a <laughs> year
1: after this, they fucking killed him.
0: Um. So, at this point, uh, Ryan takes, oh, well, Ryan notices something which is quite fun, which is that the report about this uh, car bomb um, Ritter is CC'd on it he's like why, yeah. is, why is Ritter getting a copy of this he's the director of operations this wasn't a CA operation why is he getting it? and then he, take, he, he asks the trans woman from before it's like, what do you think about this picture
1: oh and we, we get to hear what I've written down as a uh, man who is sexually aroused by coding because well I, I say man <laughs> uh, because he literally goes Oh, fuck, I'm gonna have to write a program! And then he turns to his big computer, he's like, Alright, let's go. And it's like, Oh my god, okay. Fine. Is... I guess this is the price of having to employ a computer guy. Meanwhile, Ryan is having to do- He's doing some war nerd shit. He, he asks himself...
3: What happens when a car bomb goes off?
1: Explodes. <laughs> he, like, he gets a big stack of books. Uh, he this this to me is the trans girl shit. Welcome to it's
2: not the programming.
1: Uh, Devon spots another minor character
2: that they like. You know who that fucking was, baby? That Sam was,
0: Sam Raimi's brother. He was in the last one as well.
2: Ted Raimi. Yeah, yeah.
0: He's fucking yeah, right. He, I
2: love this guy. He was doing
0: the same in the last one. The people love to tell him to enhance. That's what they do. Yeah, he's
2: a like a satellite imagery analyst. I think is his.
0: He was looking at tits character. in the last one.
1: Yeah. So Ryan Ryan get does some some trans girl war nerd shit. He gets a shitload of books and he identifies the weapon system and I and he draws you know, a picture telling, of the
0: weapon system as an anime girl. You're
1: mm-hmm. telling me a Jane wrote this fighting ships? I it, yeah. Um, mm. And th- thanks. I'm not, yeah, I'm really not giving you that, that one. Sorry. <laughs> Meanwhile, we, 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 see, we get a nice little parallel. We see Cortez doing the exact same yeah, shit. Yeah, this is a really good scene. I like this one a lot. He, he like, identifies... They both come to the realisation at the same time that this is an American bomb rather than a car bomb. Uh, but then Cortez goes, Wait, the Americans are here? I, I thought that was his plan, though. I, that's the one part of this that confused me. I thought his plan was to use the United States here, and he seems genuinely surprised
0: um he moves fast though to make that his plan yeah. because he he faxes cutter in an extremely big dick move and is like yo <laughs> yeah i'm colombian drug cartels um let's meet up so he me- he meets up with cutter and he's like look here's the plan i'm gonna kill Ernesto and i'm gonna take over um and then i'm gonna cut all the cocaine exports to the united states by 50 percent and I'm going to give you the opportunity to make regular arrests on my drug runners that make you look really, really good. So you'll be, like, winning the war on drugs. In exchange, you're going to, like, basically leave me alone down here in Colombia, and you're going to give me Willem and the lads.
1: You've got to cut the lads off. You're going to betray the troops. And this this is a very, very very tom clancy idea the idea of like the the special forces troops being betrayed at at the negotiating table like
0: ed harris is getting mad about this to sean connery like
1: you know you know what it's it's like the rock but you know what else it's like it's like the paranoia on the american right about uh, secret pow's in vietnam the pow mia thing where they were like we think that there's still Americans who were you know taken captive in Vietnam, and the, the administration, the government, didn't want to know about it, so they're just still there because they were betrayed. And it's like there's no evidence for this. The Americans, like in terms of the, the, their policy, are remarkably precious about their troops because they're their big, special boys. They are the specialist boys in the world.
2: Look, like James Bond is still in North Korea. This is just something that's we true. all have to deal with. There are POWs <laughs> in every country. <laughs> and that's the way of also, things. But
0: also at this point, it's it's just the film really wants me to care about this. He's like, look, I, I need you to give up Willem Dafoe and the lads. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Like, kill, kill them. Of oh, the illegal Based. CIA death squad. Who, who murdered those children? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Those guys should die. Like, uh, yeah, unquestionably. Kill them all now. It's like 12 guys. Yeah, um, who are all war yeah. criminals. Like, they, they need to die now. Why aren't you killing them also, now? Also, we,
1: we can also talk about sort of the relationship that this movie has between the American soldier and danger, right? Because when, when Chavez Ding is recruited, they tell him, you know, it's, it, it's, it's an illegal CIA death squad, extremely dangerous You're going to be there six months. If you don't die, you can take your pick of assignments or whatever. And, like, all of these guys are sort of briefed on that basis of, oh, you might die, but it's in this way where, like, you're only supposed to face death. You're not supposed to experience it and all of these guys fucking complain about this shit when they get killed not that I wouldn't complain if I was getting killed but they're like, wait a second, nobody t-. and it's like, no, they absolutely did tell you that this was a possibility very clearly up front
2: you did in and fact you went sign for it up anyway. for this
0: like,
1: yes, yeah, you quite literally
2: did um, I have only only one thing to say regarding this, um, and it's a drop, so I don't know if you two will hear it, I need to fix the routing but here it is for the audience at home <laughs>
3: I hope someone does kill
2: him. That'll be really funny for the audience, but it didn't come through for you, I'm afraid. (laughs) I
0: look forward to listening back to it. It At this point, Ryan figures out he does some computers hacking shit uh, on Ritter.
1: He has to go and talk to America one last time, and America looks like shit. America is dying. America has.
2: (laughs) He goes up to James L. Jones and is like, Is being deputy director of the CIA like being a troop? And America goes, (laughs) Yes, Jack. It's exactly like being a troop.
1: It's a very interesting thing here, which is so. Uh, James L. Jones goes, "You swore an oath, right? Not not to the National Security Advisor, and not to his boss, the President, but to his boss." And I thought he was going to say the Constitution, but he says the people of the United States, and that's that's an
0: interesting. <laughs>
1: Fuck off.
0: Those guys, <laughs> oh,
1: I've met them. I-, I think it's I think it's an interesting piece of liberalism. It really uh, is, I- yeah. I-, I- yeah I'm not sure you would even get away with it now in a liberal movie of this of this point. I think you would say the constitution but the idea that like yeah. the president is accountable to the people. It's like a parody of West Wing, right? Like Yeah it
2: oh, yeah. wouldn't Ridiculous. even go that far.
0: There is something like quite charming and dated about this film and that it is making a kind of like sincere argument for liberalism which we just like yeah don't really see that much nowadays. You're more likely to see a film like the Jason Bourne franchise, where they're like, "Oh, like liberalism is fine, but you have to do a little bit of fascism around the sides."
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's,
0: it's really kind of like, I actually kind of like it. I'm sort of like nostalgic, but be like, "Oh, remember when people like believed in the society that we Me live too. in?" Like, Me too. Yeah, we should do that more. I don't more. think
1: you could make this movie now. um
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm becoming Confucianist. I'm being like, we need to restore dignity to the rituals. We, mu- we must, we must, we all like <laughs> purify ourselves. Um, I'm supporting Keir Starmer's like patriotic, uh, fucking right. like, but like patri- muscular liberalism. That's what we need, guys.
2: Oh, I didn't realise it was going to be muscular. Now hold on, maybe I'm sold on this.
1: So Ryan's catgirl hacker gets him into into Ritter's system, and he ends up hacking into his his computer and seeing all of his files on Ritter's. This is another really good While- scene. Yeah, while Ritter is just in his office, and he, you know, he tries to distract him, it doesn't work, Ritter just sees him on his computer, remotely, and is like, oh, we get a fantastic liberal pair of lines, because Ritter quite smugly goes, computer theft is a very serious crime, Jack. And Ryan goes, so are crimes against the Constitution. This is, this is a really
2: good scene right because like jack is hacking into Ritter's computer to read these files and he like rings up the the cia analyst girl and is like all right how long do i have do you reckon he's like well as soon as you log in uh Ritter will be aware of it and like jack realizes that he has just logged in and goes Ah, and it's just like he's like <laughs> desperately reading these things while they're being deleted by Ritter. Yeah,
1: because because Ritter doesn't know how to select multiple files at once. He
2: tries to distract him by like ringing Ritter up and being like, "I think we got off on the wrong foot. Do you like tennis?" And like Ritter's on the phone, like, "Yeah, I've, yeah, I like tennis." Meanwhile, Jack is just desperately reading the computer. <laughs> he's
0: trying to print screen, but his printer doesn't have paper. It's quite yeah.
2: Fun. He he manages to print it out, and you see that the two.
1: The two offices are across each other in the
2: yeah, hall, like fucking yes, like
0: like some
1: kind of Team Fortress Two map, like gravel pit or something. Um, and so, so he storms across the hallway, and they have a legitimate paper fight where they each have pieces of paper in their hands. Ryan has the like illegal kill squad order. Uh, and, and Ritter has the authorization from the National Security Advisor.
2: And the
0: president. He has like a signed thing saying, I yeah. authorize Ritter to do illegal shit. Love love the president, Joe Biden. Yeah, he straight up
2: has the little like fucking yeah. Parks and Rec, I'm His allowed to case. do whatever I want yeah. thing. Yeah, he, yeah. He,
1: gets a, he gets a really really fucking well delivered line he holds it up and he's like you don't have one of these do you jack
0: yeah also he tells jack Ryan like you lied to congress buddy like if yeah. like feel free to expose this illegal kill squad nothing's going to happen to me cuz i have a get out of jail free card you fucking lied to congress you dumb shit you're the what you're the fucking fool guy like america yeah. is corrupt and there's nothing you can do about it and then of course what happens symbolically is that james L. jones dies
2: Jack, Jack yeah. like responds to, to this like rant and he goes like fucking I didn't know about this and like not even looking at him, Ritter's line is I do not recall. That's your line.
1: <laughs> and it's, it's so it's, good. he's he's so funny. And fucking either good. this
2: is a testament to like Ritter's acting for to Zerny's acting or just like an indictment on the way that I am physically. But like this throughout this entire scene I was like, I'd kill him. I'd kill him right now. <laughs> He's just, like, being rude to this guy's face. And I'm like, I'd deck him. I'd lay this motherfucker out He does kind point. of,
0: like, grab him by the scruff of the neck at one point. And I, I thought Harrison Ford yeah. was going to punch him. And I'm like, oh, no, because it's about liberalism, you see. You can't do that yeah, when but you're a liberal. Yeah,
1: you can't do that because that would be vulgar.
2: You
0: can't do violence when you're a liberal. You just have to get other people to do it for you in another That's foreign
1: right. country. On, on, on the way out, he's like,
3: Great!
0: The world is great, Jack!
1: It's great.
2: It's a good scene. It's a good scene. And then, yeah, as you say, America dies. This is the darkest movement of the movie. <laughs> we we go to America's funeral. It's inter- it's intercut with the fucking CIA death squad getting like gunned down. Yes, so they've yes, got like the fucking everyone saluting. There's like five percent opacity American flags all the time. Where are? <laughs> While these guys are like on the phone, being like, "Variable, where are you? We need your help." And again, replay the drop in your mind.
0: They they are war criminals. Like, fuck these guys. (laughs) I'm like, I'm sad that James L. Jones has died, but I'm really, really happy that these war criminals are being killed. Like, it's very like tonally confused. If if nothing else, right? Even like even if you don't
1: feel that way about the war crimes, it's an occupational hazard, surely. And yet they're like, this is totally unexpected that anyone might shoot at me. Yeah, um, well, they've been betrayed, as some- the thing. Yeah, yeah, because that's the only way they can lose. Uh, the troops can never fail; they can only be failed, right? Uh, John Clark is like on the radio, but they've cut off the radio, and he's like grieved by it because they're killing his men. Also, the president gives a very self-serving eulogy, but the funniest part of this is that he calls a three-star admiral a soldier. His his own eulogy,
0: mm. which is. <laughs> Get, wrecked, Get his ass.
1: What are you like? Some kind of yeah, marine or something. Whatever. He really is Joe Biden. He is <laughs> Joe, Joe Biden. Biden. He's so like, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. J- James Gray was like an army guy. Or whatever. I hope someone does
0: kill him. He <laughs> <laughs> would, would call him a sailor, I suppose.
3: Sailor. Oh, yeah, my God. yeah.
1: There's an object. Listen, listen, Jack. Uh, uh, semper, semper, God. whatever. Remember when, he, remember when he just, like,
2: stood on stage and just claimed that he had cancer? What a, what a fucking legend. I, honest to God, like, we, we, we talk about this a lot. Trump is the funniest president that's ever lived, but Biden that's is true. really fucking funny in his own ways. Not on purpose and yeah. not intentionally, but just, Mwah. Oh, Some
1: no, of he, the can, things. he can be funny intentionally. The, the bit where he was, like, where he called a guy old and fat and said he would do push <laughs> <laughs> oh. we don't have
0: we, we don't have any funny leaders in the UK like we don't if they try no. to be they're just cringe. like I'm struggling well, Liz, to think Liz, of a Liz prime Trust minister who was like genuinely amusing actually to be fair Liz Truss Liz Truss Liz is like opening tweet like I'm ready to hit the ground on day one like what <laughs> 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 That's genuinely quite funny. So good. Yeah, like, so, maybe we will so, finally get a funny Prime Minister. Um, so,
1: so so, Custer and Rissa, they call Clark up in Colombia, and they're like, listen, if you kill if you kill Jack Ryan for us, because he's going to come down to Colombia, then we'll turn the operation back on, and we'll save all of your men. Yeah, yeah, they're all like, it's all, already Ryan's, been killed.
0: it's all Ryan's fault.
1: Um, yeah, it was like three men remaining. Yeah. Oh. Uh yeah so so we go to the airport in Bogota where um Ryan steps off the plane is immediately confronted with the scary racist crowd like someone jostles him and there are many cops and it's all a bit frightening um and he immediately Clark just kidnaps him but we one of the best bits of this is something that we've like we don't see it's like only implied which is Right. Either Clark decides for himself, or Ryan persuades him uh, to do this, but he calls them and goes, yeah, I killed the guy, turned the thing back on. And they immediately like overplay their hand and go, yeah, we weren't gonna turn the thing back on, we just told you that because we wanted you to kill him. And then it cuts across and like he's sitting there with Ryan still alive, who is like, I fucking told you so. Uh, and it's, it's really good! It's really good. Um, but but then, then, this sets- then
0: the last half hour is just transplanted from a completely different film. Yeah. This feels yeah, like when, when they said to the director of Jason Bourne, like, you've got to do action at the end. So we just get like 30 minutes of like, Willem, uh, Willem Dafoe and Jack Ryan have to go and rescue the lads. And it's yeah, like, they have what? to
1: they have to kill a bunch of guys who all have like extremely cool submachine guns. But because There's it's what- Tom
0: Clancy, he has to show us in excruciating detail like, they go and they get a pilot, and then they go and they get the helicopter, and then they go and they get Chubb. Chav- and I'm like, what, dude?
1: There's one fun line where they get the helicopter where where he's trying to, he's like, well, I'll sell it to you for $2 million. And Ryan goes, well, can I take it out for a test flight first? And he goes, sure, it'll just be a deposit. Okay, how much is that? Uh, $2 million. Yeah.
0: Oh, by the way, that, like that, that guy that. was good. Bond's Cuban contact from Die Another Day. I was like, "Oh, oh shit!" Like, oh, hey, there, there's
1: there there's a strange clinic.
0: Yeah, there's a strange shit. clinic. There he is.
2: <laughs> Something else I'd like to know is that Jack Ryan, um, his his boss, the actual like deputy director of the fucking CIA, has been dead for like 25 minutes at this point, and he's clearly had yeah. a shitload of Jack Ryan deputy director of the CIA cards made because he is just <laughs> yes. handing he these fucking things out like. Taffy. When he comes down there, he's just like, Deputy Director of CIA, Lance Deputy Director of CIA. <laughs> he had those right up, stepping like, brother. like, before
0: James Earl Jones was dead, like... <laughs> <laughs> he was there, like, it's not gonna be
2: acting when my man's dead. Let's just give it a second.
0: He's, like, going to see James Earl Jones in the hospital, and things are, like, fucking spilling out of his pockets, like, uh... <laughs> oh, sorry, sir. <laughs>
2: <laughs> fucking dipshit. But yeah, no, he hands these out. He gives one to the helicopter driver, and he's like, do you take a company check? Quote-unquote. haha do you get it? Um... Mm, yeah. And it's not like it's somewhat nice. They they really they really tried to do
1: uh we have failed our boys moment with mm. the CIA Death Squad. Yeah. They're like so sad. Chavez Ding is traumatized. Yeah,
0: oh no. You've traumatized by blowing up those children, though I feel so sorry for you. It I'm must really have been sorry. very difficult.
1: Um but anyway that, that's, that's, the thing. that's the thing that I was saying earlier, is that is Unironically, what this movie says—that is, unironically yeah, that is what text. this movie believes—is you should feel bad for him. Oh no!
3: Uh, now, oh, killing all you, of those children made children. him feel
0: bad, oh, Abby. Thing, you'll have a plenty of time to think about that in prison for the rest of your life, <laughs> fucking monster. Um, so Ryan goes to see Ernesto. My notes say I'm bored. Um, and he says Cortez is the traitor. I Cor- hey, remember Cortez is Ernesto the man. from yeah, he's two the hours movie, ago Ian. in this yeah. fucking movie. <laughs> Uh, nine thousand years ago. He's like, "Look, Cortez is the traitor. Get him in here." And and Ernesto's like, "They get some
1: like strange bedfellow stuff." He plays in the tape. There's another good line here, which is, "He talks to Cortez."
3: He lies for a living. He's in the intelligence business. Exactly.
1: You're in the intelligence business. And then he he tries to beat Cortez to death with it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to beat Cortez to death with a
2: bat. Hey, listen. All right, look. Maybe, maybe the drug kingpin stuff not ideal, but I cannot knock my man's weapon of choice here, which
1: is of course yeah, the cool. Devon classic, the
2: aluminium baseball bat.
1: Yeah, it's very oh, cool. perfect. In, in, in like electric blue as well. But as, as we saw earlier, Cortez has a ride or die henchman, Sipo He does. He just comes in, just like sprays the room with an Uzi, kills Escobar. And this sets off the the climactic final gunfight, which is not very good.
0: Ryan and Willem Dafoe have to run through an underground base to rescue the captured war criminals. There's two who are still yeah. alive. Yeah, they they, they,
1: they rescue them. Uh, everyone's ha- everyone has a really weird gun because this was made during the depths of the assault weapon ban. Mm. So, uh, like, uh, Willem Dafoe has this really sort of cut down AR-15 pistol. There's a guy with an Uzi carbine at one point. Um... But So yeah, they, they have a shootout, it's not very good uh, Ryan never picks up a gun which I do appreciate Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, it's, it, it does kind of test the bounds of credulity given that people are shooting at him and it's a bit out of character with Patriot games as well, but it's, it's clearly it's making a yeah, point Yeah, when
0: he killed that, killed that teenager
1: Yeah, Yeah, but it's clearly it's making a point that like, yeah, you can be a hero without doing things, it's but like it's, being a troupe That troop. is
0: quite nice, again, you don't see a lot of films doing that these days
1: yeah, he he doesn't even have to like, like that, uh, ki- he doesn't even have to kill Cortez because like when he fights him, he just like topples some logs on top of him. Yes, yeah, small amount of logs fall on him. I have like multiple notes here. Um, one of which
2: is that like they fight around this like fucking temple of doom style big conveyor belt to like a rotary crusher, and they don't even yeah. have the fucking common decency to toss a guy on that bad boy. Like it's like no, this is just terrible. a waste of my fucking time. Second. If you had told me, you'd shown me the first 30 minutes of this movie and told me that the finale, the final beats were, we need to rescue our poor, abandoned, illegal CIA death squad. No man left behind, Semper Fire, hoorah, brother. I would I would honestly <laughs> be like, no, you're fucking kidding. You, there's yeah, no like, way you
0: they'll press, bridge that What's gap. happened? This film's just like gone off the rails. Anyway, Chavez shoots Cortez out of a helicopter. Yeah. Um, yep. There is I, quite my, my a... sole
1: note for this is silly helicopter bullshit. No, oh, I thought yes. it was
0: fun that Ryan has to run for the helicopter and he like grabs onto the ski and Willem Defoe is like, take my hand, sorry, it's slippery because of all the child blood.
3: And <laughs> <laughs> they get away myself, and they're yeah. like,
0: yeah. yeah, we're all smiling, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of us should be in prison forever, but <laughs> we that's not did it, happen.
2: boys. <laughs> we
0: rescued the illegal CIA kill squad. <laughs> And then, then, then we get liberalism. Liberalism. This is Mob. the best
2: fucking scene oh, in the movie. Oh, yes. This is the yes. greatest shit ever. This was all this worth scene it. Is I take so cool. back every second of criticism because it gives us this
1: scene. I can summarize the last 10 minutes of this movie with one drop. How dare you, sir? Yes! He storms into the he president's gives- office and he's like they call me Mr. Constitution, <laughs> he right? He
2: gives an unironic <laughs> how dare you sir to the president of the United States. So good. Oh my god, this, I'm going. This scene come. is actually
1: really it's it's really good. It's for re- it, like it, it's an advocate for like a, a very for, very silly kind of politics, mm. but the actual scene, the writing, yeah, the acting yeah, is quite yeah, yeah. good because the president like tries every trick in the book in sequential order on Ryan. It's really here. good. First he's like, I, I don't know what what you're talking about. Second he goes, it wasn't legal CIA kill squad. But <laughs> Congratulations you to know, the President
0: of the United States for winning the <laughs> Brian Cox Memorial Award in intelligence. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's right, did it, boys. But, but, I, but I knew nothing about it. Third, he goes, I did know something about it, but you know, in a sort of down-home folksy Joe Biden way, where it's like, sometimes you got to get your hands dirty, and then when this doesn't work, he changes gears, and he goes, okay, listen, you're not going to expose me, you, you've got a chip in the big poker game now, you can just call that in whenever, and I'm going to cash you out. This doesn't work either. So then he changes gear again, and he's like, well, it'll destroy you. It'll also destroy dead America's legacy. Yeah, because we're going to pin uh, it on
0: James L. Jones, motherfucker, because he's dead.
1: That's right. He's he's going to go down for it. You're going to go down for it. I'm going to be fine. Carter and Rissa are going to be fine. They're going to slap on the wrist. Uh, And none of this works. Like, w- one of the things that I like about this, I really like about this, is... The idea that that kind of cynicism, whether it's true or not, is first and foremost a bluff to stop you from doing the right thing, I really like that. I really like the idea that this sort of, uh, you know, when when the US does outright illegal shit that everybody knows is reprehensible, one of the ways it perpetuates itself is everybody telling themselves, oh, that's just the way it has to be, you know, I, I'm being sort of coerced to do this, and they're not. It's sort of this this mutually reinforcing thing. Which
0: I guess is like where this film comes in, because this this film is trying to be like, no, you know, if you're ever in a situation like this, you know, remember the values of liberalism and and be honest yeah. and forthright. And it's like... I, I, I g- like that. I understand why liberalism is like an emotionally appealing fantasy to liberals. I'm like, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I get it. Like,
3: yes, oh, we, yeah. make, we
0: make fun of them. If, if any of you are liberals who are listening, first of all... <laughs> Um, but also, um, like I do, I do get it. Like I do, I do understand why you cling to a dying ideology. How dare you, sir. Um, I do understand why you cling to a, a dying and provably incorrect ideology. Um, it, it, it's yeah, I understand that. It's like it's, this is a nice scene, and I, and I do wish the world were worked like this. Um, it doesn't, but it's 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 fun. It,
1: it's 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 nice to see a heroic whistleblower too, because yeah, yeah. Like, that's that's what he does. Is he becomes a sort of ornery crank whistleblower, yeah. and he. He does another great one of those sort of looks of wordless contempt.
0: But good smarmy lines as well, where where the president's like it's the old Potomac two-step jacket. He goes, "Sorry, Mr. President, I don't dance." (laughs) Fantastic. The whole scene
2: is fucking like like manner from heaven to me because it like what sets jack off on this is that the president is not sufficiently respectful to the memory of the dead <laughs> illegal cia <laughs> kill squad yes, jack, that's true and he like ends it by being like i'm gonna call your manager mr president i'm going to the senate is, Oversight committee. Nice
0: that ryan does mention you fucked up you did this it was your fault and as a result american troops were killed and innocent civilians. He does remember <laughs> that that some now, civilians. At least some were children
2: killed. involved? Question yeah. mark. So, no, 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 it was a back.
1: child involved bombing. Um, but yeah, so see, he 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 gives Carter this like Carter tries to stop him in the hallway, and he does the thing from Patriot Games again, where he just turns back and he gives him this like look of boundless contempt and leaves. Gives him the, the uh, stern and- finger. Yeah, and the the last we see, he is testifying before Congress. He is, like, under oath, and he's about to blow the whistle on the whole thing, and blow the whole thing wide open.
0: Specifically, specifically, the last thing that happens is they say, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so hope you God? And he says, I do, and the cramps roll. It's like, oh! They, and the
2: entire way through this this fucking thing, again, they are playing the troop shit as happening, like marching band music in the fucking background. Duh, 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 duh. Unbelievable. This movie, that's my my biggest complaint more than anything. And it's fun to talk about with my friends, as all these are, but this was fucking torture to watch. Um, And the fact that this movie thinks so hard that it has, like, something to say, but Mm. if you, like, actually examine it, what it has to say is, like, hey, there are some people trying their best out there. And it's Mm. like, maybe there fucking are. I don't care. Fart noise, kill them. I don't give a fuck. (laughs)
1: <laughs> very very materialist sort of thing like the purpose of a system is what it does sort of thing
0: that's right the leftist edit of this film would be i would leave it exactly the same but just before the credits all i would put up a title card that says jack ryan bravely testified in front of the senate advisory committee and exposed the war crimes that have been committed sanctioned at the highest level of the u.s government pause nothing happened yeah, I would yeah. keep it exactly the same, but
2: during his meeting with the president, he kills him with a gun. That would be what yeah. I would say. Yeah. This
1: this this movie is like less ambiguous about sort of American power and the, the strength of whistleblowing than Three Days of the Condor is, and it's twenty years later. So I would say if at the one end you have uh Three Days of the Condor where it's like you can maybe try and fight the system, but the system is rigged against you. And at the other end you have your sort of modern born modern Jack Ryan stuff where it's like I love the system actually because it's necessary to do these things this is this is a sort of point in the like if you draw the line downwards diagonally between these two things that's somewhere in the middle where it's like the system is good and it's worth preserving uh, and it will it will definitely protect
2: you. I understand. Like, I really do understand why, as a liberal, you might love this. Because, like, I won't deny sure. the idea of, like, going into the president's office with yeah. authority and, like, giving him what for. Like, logic trapping him. That wow. does make me a little bit hard. But what makes me harder is the thought of going in there and sh**ing <laughs> him, him with a fucking gun. Like, I think, <laughs> I think that
0: would be <laughs> Material consequences. Like, like, it's it's cool to do the logic game shit. Like, I won't deny Actual that that is kind of cool. Named individuals. Um, That's
1: right. We'll bleep it. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, that. that would be actually really
0: funny. Yeah, if, you, just, if, you if you bleep it, bleep so it just says
1: like him with a gun. Leave that.
2: and Also, leave all of this.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Meet him with a gun. Uh, we
2: have okay, a scientific
0: well, uh, ideology. No, no, no.
1: First, 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 first. What does this say about masculinity? Right, that's the, yes, the podcast. that's what the is, podcast.
0: Like- I do like that this film portrays because something that's very noticeable in it is, is that almost everyone with a speaking role or any kind of power or authority is male. I do mm. like that they that they portray honesty and and self sacrifice and like the greater good. As a yep. key masculine virtue. That's actually quite nice. Absolutely. Because normally masculine virtues on, on film are like, you know, violence and like, oh, we're doing like killing people and we're like defending our families and so on. E- even it's the nice. same
1: character in Patriot Games was like, f- like yeah. pushed to violence. In this case, he's not. It's nice like, that we ever. get like
0: civic masculinity in this. Yeah. Sometimes it, it, it's it, refreshing. It, it, yeah. I mean, it's bollocks, but it's refreshing.
1: It is, but it's as in terms of like something aspirational, you mm. could do a mm-hmm. lot worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like R- Ryan is the sort of like all American hero. He's like, you know, he's relatively gentle by mm. modern standards. Uh, and that's, that's something that I, I, I quite like. Um, also, it does one interesting thing with masculinity. And again, I'm not going to defend this as progressive, but it does have a, a male spy using sex as a like a, a way of cultivating an agent
0: well, because he's latin
1: that's true oh, so right. it, it, it avoids it, yeah it's racist and so <laughs> yeah. by virtue well. of being racist it's like becomes a bit less
0: sex
2: <laughs> it's it's the old two-step baby you gotta balance yeah. the racism <laughs> that's and sexism
0: right. <laughs> one step forward that's right. one step back two-step. <laughs> that's right
1: <laughs> we have a science we have a science-based dancing system on this podcast. It's called The Scum System.
3: Uh, <laughs> we do. Yeah, we
1: do. Uh, it's, it stands for SMARM, Cultural Insensitivity, Unprovoked Violence, and Misogyny. How SMARMY is this movie? 10 out of 7.
2: This movie is jacking itself How dare, itself dare you, off. sir? So play How Dare You, Sir again, please. How God. dare you,
0: sir? <laughs> oh. For real, though, I think in terms of like movie-ass lines, I think because I mean like liberalism isn't itself a form of SMARM although they do overlap um, but like I would say in terms of like the lines I'd say it's like a three or a four it's higher than we've had in a while but there are these like I don't dance Mr. President lines which are quite
1: fun. I would go higher than three or four really? based on not the lines the music yes. Yes. when it decides Definitely. to hit you with the america is happening patriotism music that is a smart yeah it
0: is actually very pleased with itself especially with the james or stuff yeah okay you could talk me up to a five maybe i
2: i would do five so Devin? i feel five slightly low but I'll, I'll i'll happily stick with it okay
0: yeah i feel i feel uh, like this film is going to pick up points uh, later on cultural insensitivity Nine. <laughs>
3: oh si <sí>, senor a latin jaguar oh what does i have to
0: see it's just got to be a 9
2: like
3: <laughs> it, it, it simply it's has
1: still to about be about the
0: water like
1: uh-huh uh-huh mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't dive through all of this information about about colombian water tables to to not give this a 7 also I, I, again the the cop thing which is like you know yeah okay they're not good but are american cops that much better uh fucking
0: the, the violence, the un- unprovoked, unjustified violence I'm like, this is I want to give this a full 7 out of 7 For asking me to overlook the murder of children It's not often that a movie asks me to do that
1: Not even overlook, sympathise with You
0: know yeah. what, 7, fuck it Actually, also
2: uh, SMARM 7 as well Let's fucking go I don't give a shit about <laughs> yeah, this anymore
1: they, they, they call me 007 7, sc- uh, seven uh, SMARM 7 cultural insensitivity 7 unprovoked violence
0: Sorry, his cultural insensitivity was 9 actually Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, we we have a very
0: conserved like
2: effort. We could have something that scores higher than the maximum you could possibly score.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. So, se- seven nine seven.
0: It's uh, it's all come down to misogyny, um, misogyny, as my gender psychiatrist has told me. Um, well, ladies,
1: take it away. Uh, well, I mean that this woman being atrociously horny is like not great, but at the same time, she's not like that.
0: Yeah, it could I be worse. Know. It could be worse.
1: It could it could be a lot worse. It has it has like a sexy woman in there for basically no reason, in case you get bored. But it's, again, it's de minimis. Uh, you know. Catherine Ryan, barely in the fucking movie only there to sort of like smile with her face like like one of the sort of like curly brackets on your computer keyboard mm-hmm. like one of those Um, whenever, whenever her husband's doing something patriotic she just um, does one of those she
2: can't be a girl boss in this anymore because they have like a kid now so she has to actually just take care
1: of the kid off screen yeah. I mean we still see her working as a doctor, but like It
0: is very like a lot of the scenes are like everyone's a man, which is like also the Hunt for Red October had this that there's like only three women who speak in the whole thing. And it's like yeah. like even even that that trans that, that character should have been a trans woman. I'm sorry. Like That's right. Um, that's right. But it's, it's kind of such a
1: need to make this person a man. <laughs> it's a
2: yeah, really yeah, good scene. It really, stance. really
0: was. Like um that's what
1: God said when he made me. How do you uh, feel about yeah. th-
0: like a three
1: I do a three, three. certainly, okay. I think it, I think it's mostly a misogyny of a mission, yeah. Than yeah. A mission.
0: um, that means that we have a total score of twenty six, which is yeah. the highest we have had. In quite some time, I'm looking back over the thing. Back here. to the
1: Conneries, there, Ooh,
0: aren't we? I mean, it's actually higher than any of the Conneries got. I'm looking. What? I'm looking back Fuck here. Fuck yeah. This is now the second worst film we've ever seen. The only thing that was worst was Live and Let Die. And even then, that I, was I only with just.
3: With
1: <laughs> and in this ever changing world in which we live in. Do
2: we. Oh, right. God. We had, um, award for intelligence. Did we actually hand that to the president?
1: Or. I, I I think we can hand that to President Bennett for being like yeah I don't know anything about it but if I did it was a secret CIA kill squad. President Bennett. Uh, it's always the Bennett.
0: This film is worse than Octopussy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> another
1: banger episode. Yeah. Well.
2: It's worse than I mean,
0: Goldfinger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no
1: it's it, bad. it kind like it's of a bad was, both both morally and and in terms of like watching it. I know we don't rate enjoyability of watching it but like As much as I feel some affection towards its politics, I wouldn't recommend you take two and a half hours and sit down and watch
0: this. Just watch the watch the final scene between Jack Ryan and the president because it's honestly so funny.
1: How dare you, sir? So well, I mean,
0: so is the next one? Are we going to watch some of all fears, or are we going to watch? No,
1: no, no. We're going to watch. We're going to watch. Air Force One, because it's a movie... But
0: do we want to do it in terms of Jack Ryan's career progression?
1: I think so. Because that's an unspoken Jack Ryan to me. Yeah, so in
0: that case, we um, probably want to save Air Force One for when he's president. Because he's not president in the next one, is he?
1: Does he become president at the end of Some of All Fears? I don't recall. But it's a Harrison Ford one, and Some of All Fears doesn't have Harrison Ford. So we'll do we'll do Air Force One, and then we'll do okay. Some of All Fears. And and then we'll do the shitty uh, Chris Pine one. Yeah. Uh, Jack Ryan's shadow recruit. Chris Pine. So
0: What? I'm really interested to see how Jack Ryan translates into like a modern political context because I'm just, like, it's just going to good- be
1: warmed over born. It's going to be born yeah. again. How, bo- bo- born how are you going to
0: do it if he's not a lib?
1: I, I, I have no I, idea. Imagine but Jack I'm Ryan, Ryan with like a gun. What are you? No, stop. Put it down.
0: What are you meantime, doing? Meantime,
1: Meantime, we have a Patreon. Yeah, you can subscribe to it. You'll get a bonus episode. I haven't decided what the next bonus episode is going to be should probably do that the last
0: one we did was totally spies the movie so you should that's tune into right. that we actually,
1: yeah we actually had a Absolutely. really good time
2: talking that's about really it nice. so like
1: that's right I can't recommend it enough so, so yeah subscribe to that it's it's genuinely a riot and we'll see you next time thank you for listening bye bye
0: bye Bye. Howdy.
2: thank you for listening to yet another episode of Kill James Bond uh, sorry I got a bit Heated at the end of that. If you are a government employee listening to this, that was a bit, that was a joke. Ha ha, just a little bit of a joke between friends. Ha 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 ha. Ooh. Mm. Anyway, uh, yeah, Kill James Bond will return in two weeks' time on the free feed with Air Force One. Technically, not a Tom Clancy, Jack Ryan movie, but it does star Harrison Ford as the President of the United States doing a bunch of Tom Clancy shit, which is, if you're familiar with the books, the trajectory of Harrison Ford to Tom Clancy. Anyway, so why not spiritually there? God's sake, we did The Rock as a mainline episode. Also, Alice still hasn't decided what the uh, bonus will be. I'll let you know that as soon as I can. But... Speaking of bonuses, thank you to our £15 and above patrons over at patreon.com slash killjamesbond. Uh, Two bonus episodes a month for just about the price of uh, three tubes of Pringles. I mean, come now. You can afford to dip in your tubes of Pringles budget for that, can't you? £15 and above patrons follow now. Uh, Christine Fox, Forks Winchester, Paint McCullough, Jack Holmes, George Rohack, Thomas Oberhart, Nick Boris... <laughs> Yarick, Carolyn Tangersley, Benno Rice, Max Kapinski, Morgan Bennett, Kit Divine, Library Hitman, Max Gaimanhart, Jonathan Curtis, Hell Blood Hands. Kentucky Fried Commie, Dread Pirate Robin, Saphira, Luciferax, Fremen, Commissar, Jen Jen, Ellie Without the E, Tarp O, Big Titty Goth Girl, Sydney Steckle, Mothman, Trip, Jay Martindale, Charlie Out of the Closet, Jenna and Poor, Zoe Shepard, Elizabeth Cox, Turfsy, Shit and Die Alone, Finn Ross, Alfredo, Raised on a Diet, I Make Devon, Say This Out Loud, Wolfie, Al Irwin, Rail Leal, Millie, JM, 111519, Bon Labon, Josh Simmons, Lauren Bastin, and Tristram Wolf. Thank you for your support. Gil James Bond is, of course, Alice, Abigail, and Devon. Our producer is the wonderful Nate Bethay. Website by Tom Allen.
0: See ya!